Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Q-Code Media and Criminal Content present The Foxes of Hydesville. Episode 2. A House Divided. The only thing more frightening than ghosts is your family. sure that's why you're here in Hyattsville, and uh, you probably have a few questions. Yes, David. It's in every paper in Rochester, so you're damn right I have questions. Well, I just want to be upfront about it, okay? I don't want to hear them. Excuse me? Well, that's not going to work for me, David. Here's how it's going to work. We're going to have dinner in a few minutes. And dinner? And I'll explain everything after. Dinner? You been, listen, you haven't been here in a few years, and the uh, dynamic of the family has uh, changed a little bit. Are you fucking mad? I want to know what the hell is going on around here. I'll discuss it with you after our bellies are filled, okay? I know you've seen some strange things around here, and I understand your dilemma. Seen strange things? That's the understatement of the century. We'll talk about it after. No, I think we need to talk about it now, Look, David. All right, you're not in Rochester anymore, Lee, okay? Now, uh, they may still be speaking British and French or whatever up there by the Erie Canal, but here in Hinesville, this here is red meat country, okay? We're gonna eat a red meat that Dad went out and shot, and you're gonna sit at the table and just pretend that everything is peachy fucking keen, okay? No, yeah. not okay. You and your friend yeah. here? Who, who is this anyway? Who's this person? Adelaide is the name. Okay, what is it? Adelaide. The town gossip, apparently. Great, Adelaide. You and your friend Adelaide what are just gonna act like everything is normal. Normal. I assure you, this is not normal. No, that's not going to work for me, David. I have questions. After dinner, Leah. All the questions after dinner, okay? Your friend seems a bit scared right now, okay? She's freaking out over here. Adelaide, calm down. But what's going on with her? Tell her to chill the fuck out. Chill out, Adelaide. Why is she doing that? Can she stop doing that? Adelaide, keep it together, woman. I'm calm. All right, listen, everyone calm down, all right? And Leah, one last thing. When we're at the dinner table, I don't want you doing what you do. Me? What do I do? You know what you do. You start up shit. I start shit? You're the great shit starter. I'm the one starting up shit in the haunted There'll house? Be none of that here. I'm hungry and I'm pissed. I'll meet you downstairs in ten minutes. Okay. How are you so calm? Adelaide, compose yourself. If I knew yesterday what we were walking into, I would never have agreed to this. Okay, obviously we're in the third ring of hell here. But hey, the good news is we're not in the fourth ring, yeah. right? We need to leave now. Positivity, right? No. Remember, this is your moment. This is not normal. The family from hell, the gossip of the century. Embrace it. This is The Foxes of Hydesville. Starring Carrie Mulligan, McKenna Grace, Christina Lucado, and Phoebe Tonkin.
Make the Thanksgiving dinner. Add in the awkward step-cousins, the politics, the in-laws, and mix them all up into a dysfunctional vat of shit. Multiply that by a hundred, and then put it into a haunted house. That's how it felt when I sat at the dinner table with my family for the first time in 10 years. I looked around the table. My younger sister's not yet arrived. My brother, David, eating and boozing as if it were July the 4th. My mother, all but comatose, whispering to herself while slurping on cream of mushroom. My father, the drunkard, chewing on venison and tobacco. As he tackled his food, he seemed oblivious to the ongoing haunts. At one point, he asked me, So what brings you here, Leah? Hmm, perhaps it was those spirits that I heard about clear across the state. Or maybe it was the assembly of migrants on your property. Whichever it was, I suppose I felt compelled to, you know, check on the fan. Seven fucking shots. Pardon? Deer just wouldn't die. Stubborn fucking calf. All veins and pulp. Well, I think it's delicious, Mr. Fox. Ow! What the shit! Don't have to hit me! Shh! I'm just trying to be polite. It's not hunting season, Father. Well, it's not mating or migrating season either. It's it's birthing season, hence the calf. Fuck the seasons! I'll chew the whole heifer with half my teeth. Perhaps we can steer the conversation into more pressing territory. It's under control. Is it? We can discuss after. Yes, after is better. Well, I don't see the difference, David. Our mother is catatonic and our father is attacking his food. Maggie! Katie! Supper! Before it spoils its innards. They're aware of the situation. Our mother's situation? Her situation is that her daughters speak to the dead. Believe me, Leah, she's aware. We're talking about her in the third person. There's no awareness. (coughs) First to sit was Maggie the Elder, the carefree peach. Um, Maggie? Uh, say hello to your sister. Uh, hello to your sister. Is is this venison? It's a whatever's in front of you. I don't know, Maggie. Well, what's in front of me is meat, and it makes me unattractive. You're a beautiful gift of God, my love. An enchanted vision. It leads to fatness, Mother. You know this. Hey, isn't it an ounce of fat on you? Um, thank you, strange woman. You're very welcome. One might argue that you could use a little more meat on the bones. Thank you, other strange woman. What's going on here? Katie! Supper! Next came the younger, and undoubtedly, the more powerful. Katie? Sit down, please. But she didn't. She just sort of leered at me, suspiciously, with those deep purple eyes. Katie Fox. Why is she staring at you like just, that? Just smile like everything's Katie. normal. It's creeping me Shut up. Katie, I'm not going to ask again. Please sit down and stop staring. Who is this person? Um, this is your uh, sister, Leah, and this is her friend, um... Adelaide. Adelaide, right. Okay, now we're all properly introduced. Take a fucking seat. She doesn't look like a sister. You can speak to me directly, dear. You don't look like a sister. But I assure you, I am. Perhaps a distant aunt? Indeed, there is a gap in our age, but the womb remains the same. How old are you? Thirty-four. Quite a gap. Older than I thought. Lovely. The point is, our four children are here together at a feast. First time since my sobriety. Well, I, for one, am very pleased to be sitting with the Fox family. And you are? A friend of my aunt? Sister. Adelaide is uh, the name. Adelaide from where? From Rochester. Oh, Rochester, the city. Yes, the city. Now, you interest me. Oh, um, well, thank you. That's nice to know. I have a few questions. 
So tell me, is it buzzing with people? Is it as exciting as they say? Well, it certainly is a different pace. Right, right. It's a fast pace, isn't it? See, I've only seen the drawings of carriages and um, of restaurants and theaters. And, and elitists. And the fashion. The, the, the way that they dress. How are the boys in the city? No, no boys. Well, the city boys are definitely... Because the boys around here are like... Good God. You know. I mean, if you want to talk about boys... Uh, no, we're not talking about boys. I definitely want to talk about the boys. stories I could tell you. Ridiculous. Stories? Tell me all the stories. There'll be no stories, for fuck's sake. Fucking headache over here. Well, Adelaide Granger needs to stop talking now. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, we should probably sidebar it for another juncture. Should we, though? I think now's a perfect time. Fucking hell. Give me a break. So, like, how does one break into the city? I mean, like, if I didn't know anyone, how would I do that? But you know me now. And you know Leah Fox, of course. Uh, Yes. And what is that worth? Hmm? What exactly does Leah Fox do? That makes her worth knowing, since the last time we saw her has been quite some time. You mean the time you belted my teeth out of my mouth when I was with child? That time? Think your shit don't stink? We all knew you'd never amount to anything. Um, Miss Leah is actually a uh, uh, a pillar of the community. Huh? <laughs> no, but she really is. No, I'm not. She's the most independent person I know, as a matter of fact. <laughs> Probably my best friend. I am. I didn't know that. I've heard her playing the piano when no one's around, so I know her toughness is part of a facade. It's not toughness, Adelaide. I simply don't like people. She's always been talented at music. I'll give her that. Thank you, David. Her love for music is unmatched. I mean, teaching piano, I didn't even think that was a thing, honestly. I don't recall that ever being considered even a job before Miss Leah arrived. Most women aren't allowed to work, never mind run their own business. So she's very rare in that respect. Your daughter, Mr. Fox, is perhaps the most successful person I know. You should be very proud of her. Okay, that's great. So, when I leave the farm, I know exactly where I'm going. You mean where you're going? You're not going anywhere. Oh, you're welcome to come visit. Really? Of course. No, not really. I'll even show you around. (laughs) I bet you will. Pardon? Show people around. Katie, you will show a little respect to our visitors. Just confused as to why they're visiting. There's no reason to be threatened. I didn't say I was threatened. I said I was confused. Well, that makes two of us. How so? Just give it a rest, both of you. The house is unbalanced. Katie, the house is fucked, all right? No amount of balancing. Well, unfuck. I think it's self-evident that I might show a little concern for my family, now that the walls appear to be talking to them. (laughs) Is that what you think happens here? I haven't a clue, hence the visit. But you barely visited us before. Where were you during our birthdays? Or Christmases? I sent cards. I sent gifts. That may be, but David, our actual brother, always showed up in person. He's closer to Hydesville. And incidentally, he's closer to my age. Do you consider him an uncle? I consider him, in general. He's in our life. He's our way older brother who protects us and our mother and our family. From what? Ghosts. Strangers. I work for a living. I have a daughter to feed, bills to pay, real-life grown-up things that you wouldn't know a damn thing about. So while I'd love to drop by on a whim, it's quite a hike from Rochester. Your energy However, is hostile. However, if I'd heard that your birthday cakes and Christmas trees were talking to you, I'm pretty sure I'd have made the trek. Enough! Leah, let's have a talk in the study now, please.
I'm sorry, David. I'm just having trouble making sense of this. I can see that. Uh, now, wait a second. What the hell is this? What? This room. The room? It's it's the study. The study? It looks more like an armory. It has more bullets than books. You can't just come back here after all these years and and just pick up where you left off, all right? Now, look, I know that I haven't been a a great sister. I should have been more in touch. But that isn't our mother out there. Let's just not put her in an early grave, shall we? She's aged a great deal in the past two weeks. Well, I've only been here an hour, and I empathize with her. I mean, David, this house is a horror of fiction. Don't you see? Leah, I'm handling it. You're drinking it away. I'm coping the way that I can. You're crumbling, letting our kid sisters trample all over you and our father like a couple of bewildered No idea what you've walked into here. Talking at the table like that. He would have battered and beaten us all. You're a different generation. With different parents, I guess. I mean, our father might have had his flaws, but at least he was a fighter. This man is a shell. Look, one thing I won't condone is a family fracture. Now, we've all been in lockstep despite the spirit, so if you intend to waltz in here and cause the vision, I'd advise you to get on your high horse and head back home. Well, if we're going to do the family first thing, I guess I'll go ahead and ask the obvious question. All right, what's that? Where are your wife and children? They're safe. And, um, <clears throat> relocated. Relocated? What do you mean, relocated? To where? I'm not sure that I trust to tell you. Are you off your fucking head? I'm your sister, for God's sake. Why do you need the shotgun? David? David, you're starting to scare me. Why are you aiming a gun out the window? Dave? Hey! D-Fox! What's going on in that there cottage, D-Fox? Uh, none of your concern, Red. Now, uh, if you don't mind stepping back from the house, I'd appreciate it. It's a bit dark in there, pal. Is that one of them witches you got there with you? Nah, there ain't no one with me, Red. I can see her moving around. Why don't you just back away from the house there? I'd feel a lot more comfortable if you were away from under my window. I think I'm right. Well, you're roaming around stalking my window, David, right? how long have we known each other? Huh? People are talking, D-Fox. They're saying... Well, they can All talk. types of crazy things. It's free country, let them talk. This town is upside down. You got it split in two. Something needs to be done, David. You got some people with you back there? Look, D-Fox, we got no beef with you. You got no beef with we me. We know it's just them two waves. Let's make this real easy, huh? Just bring them both outside tomorrow and leave them alone. We'll take it from there. We'll make it painless, David. I swear to God they won't feel a thing. I'm not gonna ask again, Red. What, you point a gun at me? You point a gun <laughs> Is that a blunderbuss or a musket? It's a fuck-off trench gun aimed squarely at your remaining teeth. Really? Well, there ain't no need for violence just yet. But that offer of mine expires tomorrow morning. After that, there ain't no trench gun in the world that'll protect you and your family then. You've been warned. Come on, let's get the hell out of here. Um, listen, uh, I'm gonna board up the shutters and uh, you and your friend, uh, whatever her name is, can stay in here. But and I want you out by morning. But don't you see? If you just explain to these people that it's all just childhood pranks, just a couple of girls having a gag, this could all go away. <laughs> you, you just don't get it, do you? What's not to get? You've stowed away your wife and children and the rest of our family's lives are in danger. No, I'm not worried about their safety. I'm worried about yours. Mine? How? How so? Well, how can I say this, uh, the, uh, house doesn't respond well to malice.
I'd never heard of a house being referred to as a character before, as if it had feelings. But that is exactly what the house was, a living, breathing organism. It sounded like a dying giant, being pushed and pulled by a thousand emotions. It sounded sick. I can't sleep here, Leah. There's something terribly wrong. What was that? It was the it was the ceiling. Something must have fallen. No. No, it's it's coming from the walls. The floor. It's all around us. I can't take it. Where do you think you're going? I don't know. I don't know. Outside? With the migrants? I'll take the migrants over this. What are you looking for anyway? Pills, moonshine, earmuffs, anything to sleep. Your mother was right. This is a house of death. I'm not so sure. It seems very much alive. That wasn't the house. One of the girls. Catherine, my love. Tell us what you've seen. Adelaide, uh, fetch us a tea, please. Yes, of course. I'm more than happy to leave the room. Go! Cold hand. What? What's he on about? A cold hand passed over my face. Jesus, she's sweating ice. Mother, is there a lord in them here? Mother, have you been giving your daughter opium? Huh? Talk to me, woman! Leah, hold her up straight and make sure her eyes don't roll into the back of her head, okay? Um, right. My God, David, there's enough drugs in there to put all of Heightsville to sleep. Hold her up, goddammit, before she falls into a coma. Maggie, where are the opiates? Where are the opiates? I get it, I don't... You don't, you don't want it. The fucking Lord and Maggie, where is... No, David. Jesus, fuck. All right, we're gonna have to make shift it. She's foaming at the mouth. Yes, I realize that. Put this in it. A fucking spoon? Yes, a fucking spoon. She'll be swallowing her tongue lest you wedge that in her mouth in the next five seconds. All right, hold her still. Tilt her head a back. A syringe? What's the syringe for? Uh, give me a vein. Give me a vein. Pinch her collar. Katie? Okay. Look at me. Look at me. Pay attention. Look at me. Keep your eyes on me. Okay, we're just gonna, uh, uh, we're just gonna prick the vein, love. Okay? We're just gonna prick the vein. Nothing to worry about. All right. Hold. She's starting to shake. Hold. Her eyes are Hold rolling back. Now. All right, Catherine. Look at me. Look at me. Don't fight it. You're gonna fall asleep in three, two, one. I've got the, um, tea? What the hell was that? All right. All right, this is good. How long is before she awakens? I don't know. Don't know. Um, one, maybe two minutes, I don't know. That's it? And then what? Uh, and then, uh, he comes. Um, who comes? All right, I'll be back with the tools. Tools? What tools? Why do we need tools? What is happening? Don't know, don't know, shut up. Gathering my thoughts. You, what's wrong with her? She, she, she has headaches. How often? I don't how often? I don't know. I guess maybe they're they're coming more frequently now. I, I, I don't know. Of course. 
Mum, the house is in ruin. Your daughter is sick. My daughters are blessed. Ah, yes. Which ones? Both of them. Jesus, woman, you have three daughters. Clearly I'm the only ghost around here. You're not a doctor, David. This girl needs medical attention. A board filled with letters. And what are those primitive gadgets? Are those supposed to cure her? They aren't for Katie. Then for who? You hold her left side and I'll hold her right. We've got about ten seconds. All right, in here, Adelaide. That's a pot for the vomit. Righto. There will be vomit. And then what? Um, there's going to be some flailing and some screaming, not knowing where she is. Fucking uh, hell! Yeah. All right, everyone, hold your ears. It's going to be a loud one. Ah! Hold! Hold! Stop! This was the moment when I truly came to understand how terribly I had misjudged David, my good brother. He was a calming presence for Katie while she was trapped in between two altered states. She's coming too. Did you see him? The peddler? Yes. Okay. And what did he say? Maybe David was the father she never had. The father none of us ever had, I guess. I don't know. You don't have to be scared anymore, Katie. What did he say? And just as I was thinking there wasn't a soul on earth who could do a better job of holding this whole fucking thing together, Katie looked at me, placed her hand on my shoulder, and calmly replied, Leah's here to save us. The Foxes of Hydesville stars Carrie Mulligan as Leah Fox Phoebe Tonkin as Adelaide Granger McKenna Grace as Katie Fox Christina Brucato as Maggie Fox with additional roles by the criminal content players including Joe Perino Dwayne Hill Jim Conroy Mara Kassen Written and directed by Sean Christensen Executive produced by Carrie Mulligan, Sean Christensen, and Gabriel Mason. Co-executive produced by Mara Kassen and Christina Brucato. Produced by Brendan Hubbard and Adam Volerich. Associate produced by Nick Masidi. Sound designed by Brandon Jones. Composed by Darren Morsey. Editing, mixing, mastering, and additional music by Nick Masetti. Additional editing by Sean Christensen and Adam Volerich. Marketing lead, Ellie Kotapish. Production assistance by Mylissa Fitzsimmons. Artwork by Lon Chan. Credits read by Natalie Press. Special thanks to Dave Williams, The Invisible Studios, and Fancy Film.
I'm Doug Bobst, host of the Adversity Advantage. Join us as we explore inspiring stories of individuals who conquered adversity and turned it into triumph. But we're more than just stories. We bring you insights from experts in neuroscience, mental health, and wellness. Our goal is to share firsthand accounts of overcoming addiction, personal transformation, and making adversity work for you. What sets us apart? It's simple. We don't just share journeys. We provide actionable lessons for your life. Tune in wherever you get your podcasts and start turning your trials into triumphs with the Adversity Advantage today. Hey, this is Eric Malinsky, host of the podcast Imaginary Worlds. Each episode, I explore different sci-fi fantasy genres, talking with filmmakers, novelists, game designers, cosplayers, comic book artists, and anyone who works in the field of make-believe. I also look at the fan experience, asking, why do we suspend our disbelief? You can subscribe to Imaginary Worlds wherever you get your podcasts.